ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Can we review our status here, Sai? Let's look at this thing from a, uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. Yeah, for those of you new to the program, this is what we do halfway through the program. We, we celebrate having finished half of our job. What have we done so far? Well, we had an awkward start to the show. That was guaranteed today. We've talked it through. We've talked it through. We're, we're working on it, people. We're, we're working on it. Uh, we talked a little transfer portal, and we've... Uh, talk to many of you and what's this Jim Beheim is a great man more updates as events warrant okay everything's fine there I just whew, had to make sure we got that in had to make sure we got that in but uh, there's a lot going on or more accurately in a Syracuse uh, basketball roster right now there's a lot not going on which is probably a uh, good thing uh, for Syracuse. We uh, head to the phones and bring on uh, our good friend Mike McAllister. And uh, Mike, I, I thought we'd be talking to you like this week because like lots of stuff had happened and half the team left or something like that. And uh, no, so th- I, I assume this is uh, nothing happening today is probably a pretty good sign for Syracuse right now. Yes, if you are a Syracuse fan that is of the mindset that the um, you want as many players as possible from this past year's team to return, then uh, it 100% is is a good day so far um, in that we haven't seen a Benny Williams into the portal, we haven't seen a Chris Bell into the portal, and, um, you know, we haven't heard Judah Mintz declare, I'm leaving. So, you know, those are, are all good things, and, you know, we heard that they completed their exit interviews over the weekend. So perhaps uh, Coach Autry was able to work some of that new coach magic and talk some of them into staying. Yeah, I said, I said a little bit ago, Mike, and my main takeaway of at least today so far, and again, you're not required to go in the portal today. There's no rules. Like you got two months. You can Correct. hop in whatever you want. My main takeaway is that nobody's like, okay, I've got to get out of Syracuse right now regardless. Now, there may still be reasons to leave, right? But it, it probably has to be a good sign that nobody's just like, I, I had to flee the building immediately. Yeah, I think I think that is that's an excellent point that no one is leaving immediately, which means, you know, sort of the I think I think Coach Beheim sort of dispelled the the notion that there was all of this chaos and turmoil and conflict inside the building leading up to his retirement at uh, Autry's press conference. I think he kind of dispelled a lot of that with with some of the comments that he made. Um, but the the fact that no one has immediately jumped in um I think points to that as well. So all good things for Syracuse so far. I throw uh, Quadir Copeland in into that list as well as someone I know some we're keeping an eye on. I I think he's going to stay. Um, and, and you know it it's hopeful for for Bell and Betty 
I think, after uh, not seeing them jump in right away. Benny was kind of the one that I was wondering the most if he'd jump in right away. So uh, good things for Syracuse so far. Yeah, I think, you know, up until the recent events, we'd all just assumed Benny would be in the portal, like, by yep. like midnight last night, and obviously that has not uh, transpired. And then obviously when Chris Bell was not starting there for a week late in the season, you assume uh, the same thing, but nothing on that yet. Mike McAllister is with us. And uh, Mike, uh, the major name in the portal right now that is of note to everyone and certainly of note to Syracuse fans is uh, Baldwinsville's own and now soon-to-be former Notre Dame fighting Irish player J.J. Starling. Uh, what, what are you hearing about this? Obviously, you know, Syracuse darn near got him a, a year ago. Uh, it would be something if he decides to come back home right now. It would be, and, and it makes a ton of sense, regardless of what is happening with the roster. But let's specifically go under the assumption, what if Judah Mintz leaves and goes pro? I mean, you're not going to find a better replacement in the portal or elsewhere, really, than at this point, than J.J. Sarlin. And if Judah comes back, J.J. is versatile enough that he could play off guard because he can score, he can shoot, he can drive. Um that you could play him with Judah. Their, their playing styles are not the same, and, and they would complement each other. And then if Joe comes back as well, and you're still able to grab Starling, now you've got a three-guard rotation. However it works out with who starts and who doesn't, that would be pretty exciting, I think, if you're a Syracuse fan going into next year and, and giving uh, Coach Autry some, some good weapons to work with uh, on both ends of the floor. So, you know, I, I think it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense for Syracuse. You can never have too many good players. He's a McDonald's All-American for a reason. He was a five-star recruit for a reason. He was an all-ACC freshman, so it's not like he flopped and so he's leaving to go somewhere else. He's leaving because Coach Bray left, and now you've got the opportunity to potentially land that guy. It would be a fantastic story, I think, all around. Anyone else in the portal you think they're you know hot and heavy on you know Kamari Lance is in there from Louisville obviously you know he was a one time orange uh, verbal is it going back to the well now or, or do you think Syracuse kind of spreads its wings with with guys that are hopping in here today? Yeah, I, th- I think it depends on a number of factors. I mean, if if both Bell and Benny Williams return and you get basically everyone else from um, you know your front court back um, as far as your forwards go then I don't think there's really a need for a Kamari Lance. But if a guy like Benny Williams leaves, then maybe you do take a look at, at him because he could kind of come in and fill up and fill in that role, and he's someone you're familiar with because you recruited him and he was committed once and, and all those things. But otherwise, I, I think if, you know, with, with what hasn't transpired so far today, that would give you some inkling that perhaps Benny and Chris Bell are, are – leaning towards returning or haven't eliminated that as, as a potential option for them, that Kamari Lands might not make a lot of sense. What I'm wondering is if you lose a guy like Joe Girard or J- Judah Mintz or both, then do you go try to find a shooter that can play the two guards to pair with uh, J.J. Starling, or are you comfortable with moving Justin Taylor there uh, next season and, and feel pretty good about those two and maybe, you know, Quadir can play – uh, some guard as well. Those are kind of some things I'm looking at. There's a lot of really good guards in the transfer portal right now. Um, I know you know one of the kids from Cornell who averaged 13 points a game and shot 43% from three last year is in the portal as a grad transfer. So if you lost Joe, would bringing him in make some sense? Uh, there's there's a lot of options. There's going to be even more options. 
And, you know, if Jesse Edwards ends up going pro, I, I wouldn't be surprised for Syracuse to peruse the center prospects out there in the portal as well. Yeah, let's talk about Jesse for a second. Obviously, you know, he'll have – he can come back if he wants. He's got his fifth year. But he'll have plenty of options in, in Europe or whatever if, if that's what he wants to, to do yeah. for, for Jesse. Uh, so let, let's say he goes. I mean, do you, do you think Syracuse would be content uh, sitting with a Monihima, Peter Carey, who basically hasn't played in years now, and uh, this William Patterson coming in, or would, would that become an immediate area, area that uh, Red Autry would have to go out and look for? Well, I can't tell you what he's thinking, but I'm looking at it saying, I think that's an immediate spot where you need someone. And I thought uh, Monihima showed me some flashes this year that, uh, you know, it, it was a little bit more than what I was expecting, and I think there certainly is some potential there that he can be a multi-year contributor for you. But what you said behind him is exactly the concern. It's the fact that you've got a Peter Carey who hasn't played in years and and has had some injury issues, and you just never know if a guy is just injury-prone and, and that could rear his ugly head again. And then William Patterson who's coming in, and while I like his upside, I don't think he's going to be ready to contribute in year one. And that would basically, if Peter Carey got hurt, put you in a position where Hema would have to play 35-plus minutes a game, and I don't think that's what you want if, if you're a Syracuse fan. So, personally, I think your best bet is to uh, go into the portal, see if you can find someone with some experience. Maybe that means a grad transfer, so you're you know, telling Peter Carey and William Patterson this doesn't impact your development and your potential to contribute down the road. We just need someone for this upcoming year. You know, that Those are the types of things that if, if I was in charge and I was evaluating it, that's how I would approach it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch that stuff. And, uh, you know, the timetables for all this stuff is different. You know, you know, the portal opens. If you want to get out, you can do it today. But, man, like if, if Jesse's going to go pro somewhere else, that's not happening today. If Joe wants to do whatever, it doesn't have to happen today. So it's going to be really interesting right. uh, to watch here as Mike McAllister is our guest. And, Mike, looking further down the line, you know, obviously there was a ton going into, you know, Elijah Moore's visit back and sitting courtside and uh, the whole deal, uh, whenever that was, a month ago. And you saw over the weekend that both Red and Jerry were down at one of his games. That was kind of all over Twitter and social media. Does that still feeling solid to you or anything changing potentially with Elijah going forward? No, I don't see anything changing. He's he's really solid with Syracuse. And, um, you know, Red was his primary recruiter, so it, it helps when if there's a coaching change, who better than your primary recruiter to be the new head coach? That's, that's part of, you know, what I think some of this is in terms of the continuity aspect of it is, um, you know, it really helps with recruiting and specifically with keeping a guy like Elijah Moore uh, committed. So, yeah, I don't envision anything changing. I think, uh, you know, he, he loves red and, and I, I would think would be very excited about the system that he's going to be running. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's good things. I, I think personally he's a bit underrated. He is a flat-out lethal shooter, mm-hmm. and he's a bit underrated as a passer. You look at some of the assist numbers he's putting up in some of these high school games, and, and he's, you know, he's putting up some numbers there. So I think he's a bit underrated from that aspect and could be someone that uh, Syracuse fans are going to have fun uh, watch and play. All right, another name I want to ask you about, just because I want to say it out loud, is Boogie Fland, which is just fun to say. Uh, what, what's up with him? Like, uh, how how close to Syracuse? Uh, how many schools are in? Is that a realistic shot here for the Orange? Well, he's still got a long way to go in his recruiting process, so he's not at a like decision making process or eliminating schools or anything like that. But he is a five star guard, considered a top ten player in in his recruiting class, and. 
yeah, Syracuse is involved. I think the big key for them is they got to get him on campus. They tried to get him on campus during the season a couple of times. It didn't work out, um, you know, schedule conflicts and such. But, uh, you know, if Syracuse is going to have a real shot there because everyone's going to be coming calling for him, Duke and Kentucky and all the Blue Bloods, you know, there are, are going to be there. Uh, Syracuse is going to have to get him on campus so they can show him, you know, um, what the program's about, all the facilities. And, you know, Red can talk to him about being a New York City guard and coming up to Syracuse and the things you can do there. So uh, I think that's the next step for them to, to be real players here is to get him on campus and, and uh, dole out the red carpet. Yeah. And an all-timer name. Like, you, you just want, you want to get that guy so you can say his name yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's great. His name is Boogie Flant. It's a fantastic name. We need that in our it lives. Is. Uh, all right, Mike, I want to ask you this. What What is your sense? Obviously, Red's been a, a, out there recruiting for Syracuse for 11 years now, but yep. what, what is your sense of how he's getting received You know, in the recruiting world now that he's out there as Syracuse basketball head coach? Uh, very, very positively, and it goes back to, as you said, he's been out recruiting for Syracuse for 11 years. He's very, very well respected. He's very well connected at the AAU circuit uh, from his time as a coach um, at the AAU level, so... He's got a lot of connections. He's very well-known. Um, he's very well-respected. And now that he's the head coach, having the head coach um, you know, out and visible and, and all of those things makes it you know, that much better for um, you know, a program like Syracuse because you've got the head coach who's there, who's active and out and all of those things. Now he's um, you know, showing his face at, at games for all of the priority targets. And not just him, but the entire staff is there, right? So GMAC yeah. and, and Griff were there with him as well. And uh, I think it tells you what, what the approach is, is they're going all out right now to try to make sure that the roster for next year and beyond is, is as talented as possible. Uh, yeah, Red said the other day he was going to catch up on sleep soon. I, I don't know if he's figured this out yet, but he's not. He, he's not going to catch up <laughs> on sleep soon. All right, no, last, yeah, last thing for you, Mike, I want to touch on a football thing real quick. You, you had it out there whenever it was last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, that uh, Dino got a verbal from twins. I, I like the idea of twins. I mean, why, why not get two if you can? Uh, what's the deal with those two? What does Syracuse have? with a pair of twins coming in uh, in a couple of years. Yeah, Treshawn and Trayvon Dye from um, New Jersey, and they are two really athletic kids. They both play a variety of positions in high school, um, and you know they're going to kind of come in as athletes. I think might end up at linebacker or running back, um, but you know potentially could end up as one of them could end up at, at the rover position in the three three five. But just you know two really athletic, uh, you know first team all state, first team all county type players in New Jersey, which you know it's it's very talented state. So that always tells you, um, you know what what you're talking about there in terms of the talent level, but. You know, Syracuse was their first Power Five offers. They had other Power Five schools sniffing around. I think if they went out on the camp circuit this summer and went to a bunch of Power Five schools, they'd end up racking up some offers. So I think good, good early commitments uh, from Syracuse in terms of getting these two players in. All right, Mike. Uh, one last question. Al in the chat wants to know this: uh, Mello's kid, Eton Thomas's kid. What, what are you hearing about uh, sons of former great Orange players in the, in their futures? I've heard nothing about Eton's kid, uh, so I don't really have much to say there. But uh, the interest in um, Keon Anthony, which is uh, Sir, uh, Carmelo's son, when Bayheim was there, I heard that it was mutual. It was very strong on both sides. Now, with the transition, I can't imagine that's going to change that much, but I just haven't heard that directly. Mm -hmm. But um, he's a class of 2025 guard, and he can flat-out shoot, and we know what the bloodlines are. 
So, um, you know, I, I would stay tuned and, and keep an eye on that because I would still imagine that even with the coaching change that uh, there would still be a lot of interest from Syracuse. All right, so, yeah, he's a high school sophomore right now, so we got we got a minute. We got a minute on that one. All right, Mike, uh, good yes. stuff as and always. he does hold an offer. He does hold an offer. Yes, yeah, so, and, you know, well, of course, you're, you're going to recruit Mello's kid. Like, if he's any good at all, you're going to recruit Mello's kid, right? That would be... Of course they are. Yeah, that'll be wild not to. All right, Mike, uh, good stuff. We'll keep our eye on the portal, see if anything changes, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Mike McAllister, he he knows the stuff. The portal, the recruiting, who better than uh, Mike around here to uh, get into uh, all things like that. And still nobody from Syracuse of note that we thought might be in the portal today. Nobody yet. Nobody yet. With that, we'll take a break. Uh, Luke will pop in a little 411 in the 315 when we come back after this. Your calls as well down the line at 315-437-7644. Much more to come here this afternoon, this evening on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.